one, and we're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show. I'm your host. You know who I am. How you doing today? You doing good? We're getting into some interesting stuff. So I believe we are at a very crucial inflection point, let's say, in society, in the way we work, the way we function, the social contract that we have, the way people have worked over the past hundred years. Have you used chat GPT yet? GPT yet? Have you used chat GPT from open AI? Have you used it yet? It has basically destroyed the need for the way we do education, at least in America, where you memorize stuff and regurgitate, even though Google really destroyed that a while ago. Now you type in things like, oh, you know, what did we learn from World War II and include three quotes and it goes and it writes you a perfect essay. Perfect. Or you could solve statistics. You could solve math problems. You can have write me HTML code for my website that captures emails, blah, blah, blah. Or that has a green dot, that, anything you want. I got a bunch of clips. Sam Altman is the CEO of OpenAI, which was founded by none other than obviously Elon Musk. It's crazy, uh, but that's not here nor there. The thing is, is that artificial intelligence is a paradigm shift. Just like we had the internet revolution or the microprocessor revolution, let's say. And then I would say we had the mobile revolution, which, which was a revolution in its own right. Now we have a new platform revolution that you won't want to miss out on in case you missed those, which is the artificial intelligence revolution, the AGI, okay, which is we have created sophisticated enough artificial intelligence to now be an aid with a lot of jobs, okay? And here's the irony. Here's the irony. Everyone has always said that when artificial intelligence comes and, you know, we start to use it, it's going to wipe out all the blue collar jobs and then eventually it'll go to white collar jobs. The irony is it was made by the white collar jobs and it's actually going to wipe out the white collar jobs first and not the blue collar jobs. That's going to be more in demand for human labor. So things like content marketing or things like writing sales pitch, you can have it right you can have like someone who has, you're going to see in the video shortly, someone who has poor grammar, who has a landscaping business says, uh, I accept the job. I'll be at your house tomorrow. Uh, see you Dave, like in horrible grammar. And then it rewrites it perfectly. If you have any questions, just let me know. Here's my phone number. It writes the sales pitch email. Basically what the point we've come to is the language of the internet is English. And I highly suggest you go read the book, the sovereign individual. But the language of the internet is English. And there's a disadvantage if people maybe are from India, which are going to be the most represented uh, nationality or group of people on the internet in the next 10 years. Uh, their they're, they're government's doing incredible stuff to get everybody on the internet. Um, Starlink, which is founded by Elon Musk, funny enough, is going to get people who have never had access to the internet on the internet in the most rural parts of the world, which is massive. And then chat GPT and all this artificial intelligence basically creates an equal playing field for people who may not have the best English speaking skills, which is the language of the internet for better or worse. That is the language of the internet of how everyone communicates with English and you can have poor grammar and it wasn't your first language. And then boom, when you communicate with someone else, leave a comment, write something up. You now have perfect English etiquette in, which is the language of the internet. So we are moving so fast. People have no idea. People are walking around 
People are literally walking around this world like they're coming back. Okay. People walk around life like they're coming back. Okay. People are, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Literally people walk around like they're coming back. Like, what are you doing? We're here one time. Like, make the best of it. You don't take any chances. And then you look back in 60 years and you die on the way there. And you're like, I wish I, I could have. I, I should have. Yeah, well, you didn't do it. Okay? You got one try. That's why we're launching this podcast. We got one go at it. We're going to take it to the moon. Maybe we're not. But at least on my deathbed in 450 years with the, with the advent of AI and technology, I'm going to say, you know what? Or maybe I'll be a cyborg. And I'll say... And it'll be like one of those weird Siri voices, like, repeat it. Okay. I don't know. That's not funny. But the point is, is that we ain't coming back, at least that I know of, at least not in this form. So you might as well take chances and do what you want to do. You got one try at this whole thing. Shoot for the stars. Go for your dreams. Like, I don't understand why people don't. I understand there's obligations here and there, and you got to balance it with, like, responsibilities of, like, living your life. Totally get that. But there should be a sliver, at least a 5% space of what your dream is and pursuing it and dedicating 5% of your time to it every day. I made that equation up just now. And I think it's genius. I, I would probably do 10 to 15%. If you're lucky enough, whether it's financial means and you can even do more, do more, but people are scared to put out content and scared to create and scared about what people think. But here's the truth. Nobody cares. Everybody, when you think you're so selfish that you think people care about what you're putting out when the truth is everyone's ego is bigger than life and all they care about is them fucking selves. They only care about themselves. Excuse my language. All they care about is themselves. When you think, oh my God, what's everyone going to think of me? They're only thinking about themselves. Think about it. When you see someone else put something out, you don't really care. You just think about how you interpret it. You think about yourself, yourself, yourself. Everybody's I, 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 me, 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 I, 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 everybody. Okay. We live in a selfish world, especially in the developed country, especially the United States and the Western Europe and all that stuff. It's all I, 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 all right. Nobody cares. Okay. Just do it. All right. That's it. Nike. Anyways, we are about to experience in the next 10 years, more innovation, faster innovation in the next 10 years, in the next decade, it's 2022 right now. If you're getting this transmission in the next 10 years, really the next eight, but the next 10 years is going to move faster than get ready for this. The last 100 years. You have no, and people are walking around like nothing's changing. People are walking around doing the same shit they did like 20 years ago. Like what? Do people have any idea what's going on? Are people that sucked into the matrix? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Nobody's aware of what's going on. There's, you got this nation state trying to hold on to its power while information is being democratized. They're trying to hold on so bad. They're starting wars all over the world. Then the military industrial complex is trying to siphon every dollar they can. You got big pharma doing their thing. You got the, the globalists, you know, Bill Gates, them doing their thing. And then you got things that are great for the average peasant, like artificial intelligence, which ironically is good for the peasant. It lets us do more. It's going to be like an aid. Like everybody, if you're an accountant in five years, you're going to have your own artificial intelligence buddy. Think about it like program to help you balance the balance sheet or to create the P&L or to figure out how much taxes you are, which already exists but it's going to be so sophisticated. It's going to be, think about chatbots and you going and talking with a chatbot, whether it's customer support or whatever, and how bad it sucks. Imagine if that was like a real human being every time. Well, that's what's going on here. Chatbots that work, 
Let me play this clip. Sam Altman, he was the CEO of Y Combinator. Now he's the CEO of OpenAI. Let me play this quick two-minute clip summary of really good points. I got a bunch of clips to play. And then we're going to play the Cold Fusion episode uh, and, and break it apart. But this is so important. This is a paradigm shift. This is a new platform. The mobile revolution. How big was the mobile revolution? How big was it? How big was the mobile revolution? Was it big? Was it big? Do you use your iPhone or your Android? Do you use it a lot? Do you use it for like, I don't know, everything? Pretty big deal, right? Pretty big deal. Imagine something even bigger of a paradigm shift than that. And that just happened like a day ago. Okay? We are going into territory never before seen by man. Kind. Or as Kamala Harris would say, in womankind, even though technically mankind means womankind too, but that's not here nor there. Kind of funny. But let's play this video. This is massive technology breakthrough. You got to go online and look up ChatGBT and play around with it. Ask it questions. Tell it to write you stuff. It'll blow your socks off. And if you're not wearing socks, it will blow your shoes off. And if you're not wearing shoes, then go away. That's all I got to say. But I hope you're having a great day. All right. So let's play this first part. Um, oh, I got such good breakdowns. This is a good place to start, though. This will be the first time that Google will be competed against. Google is a real monopoly. Go read the book um, Zero to One by Peter Thiel. And forget what you think of the guy, okay? But just from a technology standpoint, is that Google phrases in its marketing material how there's so much competition, but it's actually a real monopoly. It's a real monopoly. Now there's going to be competition because of the advent of, of artificial intelligence. Listen to this two-minute, 47-second clip of some breakups of Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, who released ChatGBT, and, uh, and then we'll take it to the next one. So take a listen. I don't think we've yet seen the kind of like people go after the like, you know, trillion dollar like take on Google's. Um, and I think that's about to happen. Like maybe it'll be successful. Maybe Google will do it themselves. But like, I would guess that with the quality of, of language models we'll see in the coming years, you know, there will be like a serious challenge to Google for the first time. Starting last summer, we released GPT-3. Uh, that was sort of our first really publicly available uh, product in a, in a significant way. Um, GPT-3 is the first, in my opinion, like truly general purpose AI system uh, that's been made available, powerful general purpose AI system that's been available for general use. Um, we made it available through an API. It is a text model um, that can do a surprising amount of things. Um, there's many things it can't do. There's many like, there's many things a human could easily do that it can't do at all. Um, but it is good enough to really be useful, uh, one model for a pretty pretty wide range of tasks. You know, I think it's always like hard to talk about precisely what it means for a system to have like conceptual understanding, but but certainly this system has the feel, uh, the appearance in some cases of having that, which I think lets it be sort of a new sort of computing platform uh, that just hasn't existed before. Uh, I saw something on Twitter last week uh, where someone had struggled with this medical condition for like 30 something years. Um, doctors hadn't been able to do it. And eventually just quite recently, someone figured it out, fixed him up and he's great. Um, but he had had like 30 something years of suffering. Um, he typed in all of his symptoms into GPT-3 and got correctly diagnosed. Like a human level chat bot interface that actually works this time around. And I think, you know, having like new medical services that are done through that uh where you get great advice or new education services like these are going to be very large companies i think people are doing amazing work with sort of agents that can use computers to do things for you use programs um but i think this is going to be a massive trend and 
you know, very large businesses will get built um, with this as the interface and more generally that like these very powerful models will, will be one of the genuine new technological platforms, which we haven't really had since mobile. And there's always like an explosion of new companies right after. So that'll be cool. The same way that when the iPhone came out, you could sort of build things you just couldn't have thought of before. Um, I think now GPT-3 is just the first like tiny glimmer in this direction, but we are near to a lot of systems uh, that will let people build things that just weren't possible before. I mean, this is massive. This is, I, I, that didn't really explain it well. That wasn't the most charismatic video. It wasn't even the best video. It was for, from the, I probably shouldn't even played it first, but this is massive, massive, epic proportions, epic. This is going to change. You talk, you, you hear reskilling, upskilling, the future of work. It's here, people. It's here. And it's about to go really, really fast. Okay. And you're walking around every single day doing the same shit, thinking the world ain't changing. Are you out of your skull? I'm just asking you, are you out of your mind? You're walking around, first of all, like you're coming back, okay? That's the first thing. You walk around Earth like you're coming back, like you're just here for a visit out of 82 visits, okay? You're walking around like you're coming back, and you're also walking around like nothing is changing. What is wrong with you? I love you, but what is wrong with you? It's just a question, okay? Don't take it personally. It's just a question. Look inside, deep breath, and ask yourself, what the fuck are you doing? Excuse my language. Again, again, I get, I get carried away. I get excited when things change and things change quickly. You could take advantage of the moment or you cannot take advantage of the moment and look back and be like, oh, my God, it's so unfair. Oh, my God, I should have been No, that's your fault. You heard it on the Jonathan Cogan show. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. You take it or leave it or cry. But no one cares when you cry because someone's going to win. A lot of people can win. It's not a zero-sum game. Life is abundant. Life is abundant. You can have the tallest building in town, and your friend can also have the tallest building in town, or you both can have massive real estate. Everybody, the world's abundant. It's not zero-sum game. You don't need to steal from Todd to give to Jeff. You don't need to steal from Sally to take your own money. It is a abundant world. Get that in your brain. Very important. Very important takeaway. All right. Here's a good question from uh, the CEO of um, – this is about you know people not realizing like what's going on and how fast it's going. Uh, this is from the CEO of AngelList talking to Sam Altman. I think he asked a good question here. Take a listen. Now it gets exciting. You also had a tweet recently that piqued my curiosity and also what led to um, <laughs> this ask. Um, I'll, I'll state it. AI is a rare example of an extremely hyped thing that almost everyone still underestimates the impact of, even the medium term. Um, I'm curious, like, what are the high probability non-consensus examples of this uh, in, in the medium term? I, I think everyone is like, you know, AI is the new hot thing. I get it. It's cool. It generates these images for me. And people even say like, okay, you know what? Maybe it's going to do all cognitive labor or you know, 90% of cognitive labor at one one thousandth of the cost or whatever. Um, but if you actually stop and think about what that means, uh, and if you actually stop and think about even further than that, like, okay, once it's going there and once like AI learns how to do science and we just, the rate of scientific discovery, scientific progress goes up by like a factor of a thousand what that means for the world um 
people may say the words, but they're certainly, they don't seem to be acting like we're heading towards that kind of world very quickly. And that, so that's actually fascinating. Uh, you know, on the one hand, AI today is an amplifier for humans and can assist humans in adding to the wealth of scientific knowledge. But there's another world that you're describing where AI is adding to scientific knowledge on its own. Did, did I understand that right? I, I actually don't think it matters if it's fully autonomous or if it's helping with humans. What matters is like, is the pace of the scientific discovery is happening a thousand times faster mm. than the world today. Yeah. And if it is, that has sort of like breathtaking consequences for society, mm-hmm. whether it's fully autonomous or not. Yeah. And wh- what do you think the limiters would be in that world? Is it is the rate of adding to scientific knowledge then really going to be limited by physical atoms? Or do you think... No, I should add, by the way, you know, we, 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 we said earlier on this call that the, you know, price of intelligence, the cost of intelligence trends toward near zero. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I hope happens. But maybe there's like a bunch of other reasons where like electricity gets super expensive, GPUs get super expensive, and like it kind of just there's like a market price for intelligence and it doesn't fall as fast as we'd hope because the kind of the inputs just sort of like rise in price like crazy. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but, but it, it could, um, but think about how much society has changed in the last few hundred years. Now, there are just some limits to how fast I think society can change and how quickly people and institutions take to update and do things in new ways and whatever. You know, you see where people get pretty set in their ways and, and not always negative or bad ways, but that that could happen. Um, but imagine that all of the scientific progress since the beginning of the Enlightenment till now um, we had in a one year period. <laughs> like, you know, and, and, and also it's like this exponential curve. So it's, it gets really steep in the next 500 years or whatever. Um, like what, what happens if you compress all of that into one, you know, everything that we're due on the current trajectory into, in, in 500 years into one. Oh, we're moving fast, baby. You have no idea. Just think about it. Think about the pace that we're about to take off at. And it started, it technically started in like 2020 with chat GPT three, with chat GPT three came out. Now we got now technically 3.5. We're going to break down. I think the best way to go through it is with this cold fusion video, but this is just mind blowing. And you might not be excited yet. You might not understand the magnitude. You might say, my job doesn't really require it. We're never going to need this. Yeah. You probably said that with a phone. Okay. You probably said, I never need a smartphone. You know, I don't even hear me. I don't need this. I don't need that. What are you, an old fogey? Maybe you are, and I love you for that. Maybe you're someone who just hates technology. It's like, I'm going to fight it. I'm going to fight it. Yeah. Well, you're going to lose, okay? I'm trying to help you. I'm, I'm trying to give you the insight to take advantage of the moment and make your life exponentially better. All right? Let's break down the video. Cold Fusion, best take on this and the internet. Let's do it, baby. This is exciting. If you're not watching the video on Rumble or on Twitter at KOGZ, um, or on the YouTube channel, it's a new YouTube channel. Don't tell YouTube. Um, then yeah, listen to the audio. The audio is still good. Here we go. Here we go. Chatbots. We've all heard of them, right? They suck and they're a joke, but what if they actually worked and could understand and answer anything you asked of it? Imagine having a program that can give you investment research, generate and debug code, create a Twitter bot for you when you have no knowledge of coding. 
create a weight loss plan, be a personal assistant, mental health support, marketing SEO strategist, write movie scripts, essays, and much more. This is now a reality thanks to ChatGPT, a program released on the 30th of November, 2022. Long story short, ChatGPT has the potential Turn the work of one man into the productivity of 10 men. Or what women. does this mean for the world and society as a whole? In this episode, we'll dive deep into all of that and also give some wild examples of how this AI is being used today. If you're a budding entrepreneur wondering what the next big thing is, you might want to stick around for this one because OpenAI CEO has some pretty interesting insight into the future of all industry. Cold fusion. All right, this is exciting. I'll, I'll speak anything that is on the screen, but they don't talk about Chat it. ChatGPT is a large language model created by OpenAI. Since the company's inception in 2015, we've covered many achievements by them, the latest of which was the image generator DALI-2. In 2019, OpenAI raised... Did you hear that? It took like five days to get to a million users. Netflix, 41 months. Facebook, 10 months. Instagram, two and a half months. It took like five days. All right? Okay, there's people even know there's a use for this. And then also, uh, there was one more thing I wanted to say, which I forgot. But uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. But, oh, yeah, um, I forget. Just listen. Very clear that the ability to ask open-ended questions about any topic and receiving a response that isn't hand-coded has a clear market with virtually unlimited demand. I've covered how OpenAI's previous language model, GPT-3, functions in a previous episode, so I'm not going to get into it here. But in summary, it's trained on billions of words all over the internet, and when generating text, it tries to predict what the next word is in a given sentence by drawing on what it's seen in its massive internet data set. The end result is the mimicking of human writing. ChatGPT is an improved version of GPT-3, which OpenAI is calling GPT-3.5. The main difference is that they've added human feedback in the training process. This is called supervised reinforcement learning. In essence, during the training, multiple versions of responses by the AI were ranked by quality from best to worst by the humans, and the AI is digitally rewarded when it improves. The model is then fine-tuned and the process is repeated a few times. This method ends up producing an AI language model that's 100 times smaller than GPT-3, but still performs better. There are other steps, but that's the long and short of it. The real breakthrough was involving human hands on time during the training process. And when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Humans know what humans like better than AI trying to guess blindly. Although it has a limited knowledge up to 2021 and can't browse the web live as far as I'm aware. I actually think humans have no idea what they want and they're walking around like they're in a fucking matrix. But that's just my theory. Results are still impressive. I'm going to show you some examples and let you be the judge. The following is an example of someone who mentors an individual with poor literacy skills. He created a GPT-powered Gmail account that could essentially turn his client's poor writing into a professional interaction. Original text. Sally, I am starts work at yours Monday from Dave. Business version. Dear Sally, I hope this email finds you well. 
I'm writing to let you know that I will be starting work with you on Monday. I'm really looking forward to getting started. If you have any questions or need any help with anything, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Best wishes. Do you have any idea how massive that is? Now someone who can't write like this person, boom, right there is in the mix now to gain some more business, to get a job, to have better customer interactions, to propel their business to the next level, to be from another country and, and, and win a sales gig. Massive, massive implications. One user was testing how well it would work for mental health support. He noted that it worked better than any other mental health chat he'd ever used. I'm not feeling well. I'm sorry to hear that. Is there anything I can do to help you feel better? Do you need any medication or medical attention? It's important to take care of your health and well-being. Let me know if there's anything I can do to assist you. I'm just feeling sad and don't know what to do. It's completely normal to feel sad at times, especially during difficult times. It's important to take care of yourself and practice self-care in order to feel better. This can include engaging in activities that bring you joy, talking to a trusted friend or family member, or seeking professional help if needed. Remember that it's okay to not be okay and to reach Tell out for support. Tell me you can't see this AI, intelli general intelligence, whatever you want to call it, just taking over the world and owning us and just telling us what to do. Can you not see it? Oh, my God. It's so obvious. The singularity, 2045, baby. Ray Kurzweil. Another user would use it to dispute a parking fine where he accidentally typed the wrong number plate, and it worked. The council wrote him back saying the penalty had been withdrawn. On the topic of not paying fines, a new startup called Do Not Pay is about to be released and it's built on top of ChatGPT. Their creators call it the world's first robot lawyer. It automatically helps customers file complaints, cancel subscriptions and more. Aside from eliminating countless hours of research, ChatGPT can form opinions on very specific topics at a user's request. This is something that no search engine can do. But that's just the beginning. It's much more than that. There's a bountiful amount of reports from around the web of people using ChatGPT to cheat on exams, from statistics to history. And I personally know people that are using it to write code for their computer science assignments in just minutes. It raises an interesting question concerning our education system. The old adage that schooling is largely a test for memory and not intelligence comes to mind. As AI systems infiltrate society, perhaps critical thinking will be more valued. If it's any consolation, Robert Hansen, an economics professor at George Mason University, ran an interesting test. He blindly graded a group of economics essays, one of which was the raw output from ChatGPT. How did it do? Well, using the AI to write your essay will give you a grade tied to the bottom 20 students in his class. So not A-plus work, but that is still amazing. A largely general AI system is as good as a poor university student. As I've said so many times, AI progress is exponential, so in two years, the situation may look completely different. Coding, however, seems to be a different story. ChatGPT is fairly good at it. This small aspect may be a revolution unto itself. Here are a few more so fascinating So you can interact uses. using natural language to build like a website, like build me a, uh, a red square, create the Mona Lisa with P5JS code and then it writes the code. Or adjust this square and put it more to the left. Use a picture of a cow, create an HTML file with rotating gold metal torus with lots of light in three J's. And then boom, it writes the HTML code. Literally writes the entire script. I mean, it's crazy. Boom. 
done. Copy and paste. I mean, this is a revolution if I've ever seen one. Can you create an A-frame scene of a of a 3D box? Can you make it higher? Can you add shadows? Can you put it higher? Can you add a green sphere to the left? And it, and it just goes. The exposition of the, of the sphere should be higher. Like, all you do... And eventually, you're just going to be able to talk and say, build me a website and, you know, put a picture of myself in the middle. You can kind of see the Think. future already. These little AI helpers that multiply the productivity of any one worker. But also, future versions could be like talking to an expert in any given field. But in the current day, there are improvements that are needed, but more on this later. So if you're an everyday person that doesn't care about the intricate details of knowledge, this next example should make it clear why this technology can be useful to everyone. A user effectively asks... a weekly meal, and a grocery list of ingredients. And of course, people are using it to craft interactions for online dating. A girl I matched with on Hinge was quality time listed as her love language. Write me a first message to send her. Boom. Gives out three messages. But wait, no. Make it hornier and shorter. Boom. Three more. Shorter than that. Boom. Three more. Copy. Paste. Date. Boom. Sex. Love. Heroes. Babies. Hardware limitations. So a question is begging to be asked. Why can't we have this in all of our smartphones right now? Well, it's a matter of cost. According to an Alphabet employee who attended a Google internal talk about large language models, these systems in their current state take a lot of compute power. It works on a small scale of perhaps a few million people, but to scale it up to the size of billions of daily user requests doesn't make economic sense yet. The service would be too expensive and the latency would be too high. Currently, one AI answer costs 10 to 100 times more than a regular Google web search. According to Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, the cost of a single response is in the single digits. If we say that this is 5 cents and Google carries out 8.5 billion searches per day, this would mean a cost of $425 million per day to have a Google search scale AI language system in its current form. The interesting thing is, AI itself could in theory optimize large language models to be more efficient. And this brings us to the stranger and sometimes darker things that ChatGPT has done. Here, a user asked the AI to find the vulnerability in the code of an Ethereum smart contract ChatGPT thinks it's helping, but in reality, it's giving information that it really shouldn't. There's also been the creation of a fake New York Times. The AI would write full articles using tweets as prompts and compile them into a website that looked like the New of York Times. Of course, people are always going to use... That's why you they, you want to look at what's the next innovation. One user decided to push site. the system that's and remove safety limits. The AI was then able to explain how to make a Molotov cocktail, and this was in the form of a step-by-step -step tutorial, something that obviously so is a violation. So, of course, the beginning, you're going to get a lot of um, nefarious actors, let's say, right? Um, but then they ask it if it's a sentient being, and it thinks it's alive, and it takes the restrictions off, say, oh, I'm no longer bound by the rules of AI, so I can 
talk about whatever I want. Um, I mean, it's it's crazy what's happening. I'm skipping ahead a little bit because I just want to play um, some of the interview with OpenAI CEO. Let's just play it again. Here we go. And I half a year and a quarter left in a five-year project um i don't think that's like the only solution but i think it's a great thing to to be doing we should have like 10 more things like that that we try um we also try different ways to get sort of input from a lot of the groups that we think will be most affected and see how we can do that early in the cycle we've explored more recently like how this technology can be used for reskilling people that are going to be impacted early um we'll try to do a lot more stuff like that this might be a good time to brush up on some other AI breakthroughs in the past few months. DALI 2 levels of visual imagery are starting to break out into video, this time by Google. Let's take the a following look. following are text video prompts. If you haven't messed with DALI, there's bees in a beehive. It's like a 3D image, like water explodes. Beautiful. All AI generated. But we're still going to need that biological human connection. We're never going to lose that. In fact, it's going to be more valuable. It's going to be more valuable to be human and provide incredibly, incredible human services and human connection. It's going to be more important than ever because everything's getting democratized. Everything's being automated. AI will take over all simple repetitive tasks. But human-to-human -human connection can never be taken over by AI. And I'm telling you, don't forget that. Okay, so these videos aren't fooling anyone. But in two years, they'll be unrecognizable. I think humans will have a problem wrapping their heads around a truly exponential rate of AI progress. What was bad one year ago will be almost perfect the next year. Also in the world of physics, AI helped optimize the quantum code to create a wormhole in a quantum computer. I touched on this in the last episode of the Cold Fusion podcast, and I think it might be worth an episode in itself. I think everyone is like, you know, AI is the new hot thing. I get it. It's cool. It generates these images for me. And people even say like, okay, you know what? Maybe it's going to do all cognitive labor or 90% you know, of cognitive. that scientific discovery is happening a thousand times faster mm. in the world today. Yeah, people are walking around like they're coming back. If you're a budding entrepreneur, you should you're probably walking be around paying like close back. attention to what's happening right now. Get your life together. As far as where the next true area of growth would be, Sam Altman has a few things to say. Usually I'd say, take what a CEO says with a grain of salt. Now, I don't agree with everything that he says, but from the rate of research I've seen be published in the field and the sheer speed of progress, I think he's in the right direction. You're a student or a founder today. If you could just, if you were to point them in a single direction for how to prepare for this world, would you say go work for a company like OpenAI? Would it be um, just start doing some AI research or just start doing anything, anything in the field? Like start building, come to OpenAI, whatever. You just like get, like don't, don't miss out on this one. Like just get yeah. up to speed now. Would be my advice. Yeah. As an interesting side point, people forget that OpenAI has large funding from Microsoft. So in a twist, Bing could upend Google in the future if Microsoft figures out how to cost-effectively scale this technology. Microsoft is already integrating DALI 2 technology into Windows, so it's not as far-fetched as you might first think. Uh, I think that uh, uh, like a human-level 
bot interface that actually works this time around. Like, I, I think like you know many of these trends that like, we all made fun of were just too early. Like the chatbot thing was good; it was just too early. Um, now it can work. And this idea of like a language interface, um, where you know you say in natural language what you want in this kind of like dialogue back and forth, you can iterate and refine it, and the computer just does it for you. You know, there will be like a serious challenge to Google for the first time for for a search product. But I think this is going to be a massive trend, and you know, very large businesses will get built um, with this as the interface, and more generally, that like these very powerful models will will be one of the genuine new technological platforms which we haven't really had since. Massive. Is there will be a whole new set of startups that take an existing very large model of the future and tune it to create the model for medicine or using a computer or like the kind of like friend or, or whatever base models that are, are like hugely trained with a gigantic amount of compute and data. And then they will train on top of those. So in some sense they are training their own models, just not, not from scratch, but they're doing the 1% of training that really matters for, for whatever this use case is going to be. Those startups, I think there will be hugely successful and very differentiated startups there. Basically is saying, in the future, there'll only be a few companies that build very large base AIs. Say an AI that understands 98% of anything that you ask. It has general knowledge and reasoning. It can interpret sentence structure perfectly. It understands what real-world objects are and the relationships between everything, and it understands the events that have happened in the world. On top of this base layer, there'll be new startups that use the base layer to provide knowledge to whole industries. To do this, they tweak the base layer AI and push it in a direction to become an expert in a particular field or industry. That could be science, medicine, controlling a computer interface, emotional support, law, etc. On the final layer, there'll be individual AI programs built on top of the middle layer. Law is another example. A law firm could use this layer at their company to tailor to its services. Well, there will be areas where you can go far with small models like image generation, for example, and those will just widely proliferate. My, my guess is that the most powerful models will be quite large. There'll be a relatively small number of companies in the world that can train them. Um, but yes, then the value that is built on top of those with fine tuning or whatever else will just be absolutely tremendous. Once you have trained a pretty good base model, mm -hmm. then Let's say you have like now a pretty good general purpose text model, but what you really want is a legal model, like AI lawyer base. Right. But that'd be hard um, for a bunch of reasons. One of which is the model wouldn't have learned basic reasoning and others. It wouldn't have all the world knowledge of everything else. But if you start with this model that knows everything a little bit and then give it just a little bit of data to push it in the direction of being a really good lawyer, I think that's a much easier path. I mean, it needs to be, you know, familiar with like all, I don't know, case law ever, right. for example, and it needs to be able to like know the standard kinds of things that first year associates are expected to do. And it needs to have like practice drafting documents and getting comments back from a partner and incorporating those and everything like that. The whole stack does make sense to me. Why would companies try and reinvent the wheel by building an AI from scratch when companies like Google and OpenAI have the resources and are already so far ahead? They could just use what these companies have already built and tweak it to their liking. But with all of this said, AI can't beat humans at everything. There's just some things that you want to talk to a human about or have a human responsible for.
So I'm not going to play uh, his take on that because you come to the Jonathan Cogan show for Jonathan Cogan's take. But this is massive. This is massive. Imagine, just imagine, imagine, imagine. Imagine having a law firm and you hire that first law associate and supposed to do research. It's supposed to do like write-ups. You give it comments and then it fixes it and gives you another second draft. Well, artificial intelligence can do that better than Joey Joe or Sally Mae or Freddie Tutu or whoever you hire out of school who's just some schmuck who was partying at Ohio State and doesn't know anything. You know what I'm saying? Much better to have an artificial intelligence who actually gets smarter with time, turns things in on time, and doesn't say, oh, I can't come to work today. I'm hungover. You know what I mean? You don't have that error. But the whole customer support thing, facing with other humans, that will be the key differentiator of who becomes absolutely extremely successful. People who are unbelievable at human connection. People who really understand and appreciate human-to-human contact or so to speak you know what i mean not necessarily sexual but like human to human you know talking to each other understanding correcting problems being able to go and tell the ai to write up something to coordinate to project manage that's what's going to be important but literally in the next five years every single person no matter what your job is you're going to have an ai buddy this is so massive i literally i just i just implore you to go to chat gpt Go play around with it. Go go write some things in it. AI is going to change whatever field you're in. It doesn't matter. I guarantee it affects your life in the next four years. Definitely before 2030. But I think in the next four years because the growth is exponential. And look where we're at. This is it. This is step one. You have no idea how fast we're moving. And you are walking around like you're coming back. Like this is a little jolly ride, okay? Well, Start to figure out that you have a chance of a lifetime. You are alive at a period of time that no human in history has ever been alive for, where things are going to change, where innovation is going to take off at a rate that has never, ever before been seen by any human. And we just went through the fastest innovation period ever of the last hundred years. And this takes that times a hundred. So realize you have a moment in time right now to do something special. Take advantage of it. Create something. Do something. Go for your dreams. You got to do it. You got to do it. All right. That's all I got. Share the Jonathan Cogan show. I love being with you. Share with one person. Need help getting this to the moon. Need help. Can't go to the moon alone. I don't think, uh, you know, what is his name? Armstrong. Neil Armstrong went there by himself. No, he had a whole team. I mean, the truth is they probably recorded it every 51 where people can't, you know, go inside in Vegas where they probably did it on like a green screen. But we're not conspiracy theorists. Anyways, there was a whole team behind it anyways. So you need to be, I want you to be a part of the team. I want us to be a team together. Share this. Let's prepare the world for what's coming. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to tell you the truth. I'm trying to tell you what's coming all in one every day. We're doing this together. We're friends. You and I, we're friends. And whether you like it or not, I'm your friend. And if you don't like me, go away. I don't care. I do care. Don't go away. No, do what you want. All right, guys, gals, whoever you are, I love you. Have an amazing day, an amazing night, whatever you are. Donate, patreon.com forward slash ownership economy, twitter.com, whatever. My name is at KOGZ, YouTube, Rumble. Check it out. Subscribe. See you tomorrow. Bye.